Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Davis, and for this week's episode, we're going to start our trilogy of movies that take place in certain cities. The week we're going to start with is San Francisco. We will eventually do New York and Chicago, and then potentially do an episode where we just talk about movies that have cities in the title of the movie. Uh, But for this week, I have a mishmash of San Francisco movies in no particular order, so let's get into that list right now. First up is Basic Instinct from 1992. This mostly takes place in the San Francisco Bay Area. And that's one thing we're going to cover is we're not going to just stay in the city of San Francisco. It's also going to involve the Bay Area because there's lots of cool things to do around the San Francisco Bay Area. Anyway, people mostly know Basic Instinct for one infamous scene. And no, it's not the one with the ice pick. Because of the infamous scene, it would be a few years before I got the chance to watch this movie because I was only 13 at the time of the original release. Thanks, Mom and Dad. In spite of the well-known racy scenes and violence, this is actually a great thrower. Sometimes movies get to be known for certain things instead of the work as a whole, good and bad. Both Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone and Janine Triplehorn play their parts very well, and the film is basically like a modern-day film noir. Why the movie studios ever felt the need to produce a sequel for this is beyond me, as it just kind of tarnishes the stellar legacy of this film. Next is Bullet from 1968. Steve McQueen has a terrific filmography and is a legendary actor, but arguably one of his most iconic roles was as Frank Bullet in the movie Bullet. The car chase scenes through the streets of San Francisco are some of the most remembered action scenes of a movie in history. Plus, his 1968 Ford Mustang GT is one of the most badass cars ever ever made. So much so, it's been parodied over and over. Even Metallica in their um, music video, which is, I think, I... What was it? I Disappear, which was on the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. Uh, they kind of parodied this, and James Hetfield is driving in that same Mustang. Anyway, in addition to McQueen, the rest of the cast is absolutely stellar, with the stunningly beautiful Jacqueline Bissett, Robert Vaughn, Norman Fell, and Robert Duvall. All right, this next one isn't my favorite movie, but I kind of felt obliged to talk about it since it has a personal meaning to me, and that's Dangerous Minds from 1995. So the movie itself is based on a book by Luann Johnson called My Posse Don't Do Homework, and it takes place in my high school, which was Carmont High School in Belmont, California. Now, the actual filming of the movie, I think, took place in also Los Angeles and partly in Burlingame, which is a little bit south of San Francisco. Anyway, Michelle Pfeiffer, when she was researching this role, decided to come to my high school, I believe in 1993 or 1994, I I think I was a sophomore in high school, 
and we all cut class to check, you know, check her out and see what you know was like. And and she could tell that the students were very enamored with her, and she'd give you a polite wave and, and a smile, which was which was pretty cool. But the funny story is one of my buddies, who was a complete idiot, decided to. He actually was lucky enough to to approach her and get her autograph, but he didn't have any paper. Even though that boggled my mind, we were going to school. He didn't have any paper. Uh, all he had was a $5 bill, so he had her sign that, and that was it. And then he realized that was his lunch money. And so what did he do? Would he forego starving for one day to have this awesome autograph? No, he decided to spend it like the idiot he is. And so I don't think he deserved Michelle Pfeiffer's autograph. If you can't even starve for her for one day, I would have glad. No, I wouldn't give him any money. He didn't deserve it. Anyway, the movie, it's fine. If you like uh, Gangster's Paradise, you might like it. Um, but yeah, I had to throw it out there. Dangerous Minds. Next is Dirty Harry from 1971. I could go through all five movies, but for this one, I'm just going to stick to the original. And before I talk about the, the movie, I think part of the reason that the movie box office totals are down over the past few years is really due to the lack of true movie stars. When I was a kid, I'd go see a Stallone movie, even if I knew it was going to be shit, or a Tom Cruise movie, or even an Adam Sandler movie, even if it looked terrible, just because I enjoyed watching those guys on screen. Clint Eastwood is one of those actors for me. Anyway, Dirty Harry, I forgot how old I was when I first saw this, but I always loved how cool Clint Eastwood was. He didn't say much, but you knew you didn't want to mess with him. And also, growing up in the San Francisco Bay Area, I loved that Dirty Harry was filmed in San Francisco. You even get to see the original Keysar Stadium, where the 49ers used to play before moving to Candlestick Park. And contrary to popular belief, the famous line, go ahead, make my day, was not in this movie, but years later in uh, the Dirty Harry sequel, Sudden Impact from 1983. However, the famous dirty line, uh, (laughs) dirty line, the famous line in the original Dirty Harry, well, I could say it, I'll play it for you instead. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. Being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Next is the original DOA from 1950. This was always a great classic film noir that was shot in San Francisco, which of course I always liked because I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Edmund O'Brien is terrific as the lead character who is trying to discover why he was poisoned and who did it. This movie is very fast-paced at 83 minutes and keeps you on the edge of your seat. Eventually, this movie was remade in 1988 with Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. However, I think the original is superior, and you're best to stick with this version. So definitely go check it out. You get to see um, some real San Francisco shots back in the 1950s and and late 1940s, which, you know, a lot of the picks that I'm doing this week are don't include old films because a lot of them were just, they weren't filmed on location. They were filmed on studio sets. So this is one of the few movies that you actually get to see uh, the city as it was back in the day. Next is Foul Play from 1978. Uh, Sarah will get into this even further and she's always entertaining and very colorful. So I, I won't take away from her, but let me let me talk about it a little bit. Foul Play is basically a forgotten gem in the careers of Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. The movie is really, it's a really fun comedic thriller that has a great support cast with Dudley Moore, Burgess Meredith, and Brian Dennehy. 
I've always had a fondness for, of course, movies filmed in the San Francisco Bay Area, and so this is yet another. So if you didn't know the plot, it's it kind of goes like this. So Goldie Hawn plays a divorced librarian in San Francisco who decides to kind of broaden her horizons in the dating scene. One night, she encounters a man, who is not Chevy Chase, whose car broke down on the freeway, and she offers to help him. He asks her out to a movie, and she agrees. But before they part, the man gives Goldie a pack of his cigarettes and claims that you know he's trying to quit. The pack eventually contains a mysterious roll of film, but she doesn't know this. When he meets her at the movie, he's badly wo- wounded and warns her to, quote, beware of the dwarf, and then he dies. So, it's a really intriguing start to this movie, right? So, you're gonna, I'm not going to tell you more. You're going to have to go watch it. And it's funny, plus it's a thriller, and it's filmed in San Francisco. Next up is a very forgotten and underrated uh, San Francisco film, and that is Jagged Edge from 1985. This is a terrific thriller from the 1980s, starring Glenn Close, Jeff Bridges, and Peter Coyote. Bridges is accused of murdering his heiress wife and hires Close to be his attorney. However, the two end up being attracted to one another, which of course is a major conflict of interest, especially when the two begin a relationship before the trial even begins. The courtroom scenes are terrific, and the final outcome keeps you guessing throughout. Some fun trivia about this, Jane Fonda was originally the first choice to play the lead character instead of going close, but Fonda turned down the role. I'm going to go through the next two semi-quickly. The first one is Moneyball. So Moneyball is kind of, I'm kind of cheating, because it mostly takes place in Oak but that is technically the San Francisco Bay Area, um, and it covers the Oakland A's based on the book. Um, it is terrific. I mean, if you enjoy baseball, it, it is a really well-done movie that doesn't really um, you know, show much of the action on the field. It's behind the scenes, and, and that to me was fascinating, and it still keeps you on the edge of the seat. Um, so it, it's definitely worth checking out if you enjoy baseball and enjoy the Bay Area. Uh, the other one is Mrs. Doubtfire from 1993. Um, this is one of Robin Williams' uh, most beloved comedies, and you know it definitely has all the quirky comedic you know qualities that that people love about him. And the film also stars Sally Field, Pierce Brosnan, and Harvey Firestein. Um, you know there the, there's not much I could say about it. If you like Robin Williams, you're gonna love this movie. There are some very cool San Francisco scenes in it, and other people talk about this, and so I'll let them kind of, uh, uh, you know, elaborate more on this. This next one, Play Misty for Me from 1971, uh, is a little outside the San Francisco Bay Area, but hey, it's still it's still close enough that an hour's drive will get you there, or a little bit longer, uh, but it's filmed in Carmel, and it stars Clint Eastwood, who was actually the mayor of Carmel at one point. So long before Fatal Attraction, there was Play Misty for Me, and it's a terrific psychological thriller starring, of course, Clint Eastwood, and is notable for being Clint's directorial debut. The plot, if you didn't know, Clint plays a radio disc jockey who is being stalked by Evelyn, an obsessive fan, played by Jessica Walter. Initially, things start off innocently, with Evelyn requesting the song Misty during his program. Soon, the two happen to meet at a bar, and not by accident, and sleep together. Quint treats it as a casual relationship, Evelyn does not, and the mayhem begins. The film definitely has its suspenseful moment, and it's cool to see a Quint Eastwood movie that is kind of different from what he was starring in at the time, which was mostly spaghetti westerns. Here's a movie they picked where the movie is actually pretty bad, but there's a lot of great shots in in downtown San Francisco, so I, I thought it was worth mentioning. And if you're into 80s movies, you might get a kick out of it, but I'm telling you, it's not a great film. And this is Quicksilver from 1986. This stars Kevin Bacon, who's uh, kind of fresh off his, his 
performance in Footloose, so he's kind of riding high, no pun intended, as you find out later, because he's a, a bike messenger. Uh, Jamie Gertz is in it, Paul Rodriguez, and a younger Lawrence Fishburne. Um, so, basically... Kevin Bacon plays a, a, a stockbroker living in San Francisco. He loses all his money, and so he decides to just you know forget that side that that side of his life and that lifestyle, and gets into becoming a bike messenger bike messenger because he has not, no worries. And then this the story kind of takes a weird thriller turn, and he gets you know, like hunted by the mob and stuff like that. Anyway, it's not really important. You probably will only like the movie just because of its you know cheesiness and its eightiesness. So check it out for that. And if you like San Francisco, you might like it for that. Next is Star Trek IV: The Voyage Home from 1986. So while most hardcore Star Trek fans will probably disagree, I enjoy The Vo- Voyage Home the most of all the Star Trek movies. G- granted, I'm not a huge Trekkie, but you know whatever. Part of my enjoyment of the film, of course, is because it's filmed in the San Francisco Bay Area. And the other reason is because it's probably the most quote-unquote realistic of the films, which is probably why sci-fi geeks aren't as you know reticent to like it. The Voyage Home completes the three-part story arc that started with The Wrath of Khan. Basically, if you're a casual fan of the original Star Trek or aren't a major you know, science fiction fan, this might be the Star Trek movie for you to see. Well, you know, you have to pick one Hitchcock movie, and I guess it's sacrilege not to pick Vertigo, so I'm going to be sacrilege and not pick Vertigo, even though I do like the movie. I'm going to go with The Birds uh, from 1963, and this was filmed in the San Francisco Bay Area, not necessarily in San Francisco itself. Most of it was filmed up north in Bodega Bay. Um, but anyway, there is a great story about Hitchcock's plan as a potential ending for the film, which would have involved San Francisco even more. So if you've seen The Birds and you know that the movie kind of ends om- ominously with a ton of birds resting calmly as Rod Taylor and Tippi Hedren slowly drive away from their Bodega Bay house, and it was just destroyed by those same birds. One of Hitchcock's en- ending ideas, and there are storyboards to validate this, was to have Taylor and Hedren, Hedren uh, drive off thinking that everything was okay due to the birds flying away from the ravaged house. But as they continue to drive, the Golden Gate Bridge comes into view, and as they get closer, their eyes fill with horror as the bridge is completely filled with birds waiting for them. That would have been an amazing ending. I think it just cost too much money, and they needed to get the film out, therefore they didn't film it. But I mean, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge is synonymous and iconic with the city of San Francisco, so that would have been pretty awesome. But... You know, the film is fine as it is. Next is The Lost Boys from 1987. This was another one of my favorites when I was growing up and the first time that the Corys entered my movie world. The Lost Boys stars Jason Patrick, Corey Haim, Kiefer Sutherland, Jamie Gertz, Corey Feldman, and Diane Weist. Look, this movie was right up my, you know, right up my alley. Vampires, I love monster movies, as we just talked about last week, and it takes place in the 80s, not to mention that the movie was also filmed in Santa Cruz, California, which is just outside the San Francisco Bay Area. Essentially, this is a scarier version of The Goonies, which is another one of my favorite 80s movies. So if you haven't seen The Lost Boys and you're a fan of anything, you know, that I've talked about, you know, before, what's the matter with you? You need to check out this movie tonight. It's also not too far away from Hall. We, when I'm recording this, it's probably a couple weeks afterwards, so definitely check it out. All right, last movie I'm going to cover today is Cuffs with a K from 1992. Uh, and part of my fondness for this movie isn't because it's a great movie, even though I do enjoy it, but that it was filmed in San Francisco. And to me, it, it is actually kind of an underrated action comedy, which stars Christian Slater and Mila Jovovich. Ashley Judd actually has a small role in her first movie. 
uh, this being her first movie. So anyway, the plot is George Cuffs, played by Slater, is a slacker college dropout who walks out on his pregnant girlfriend, played by Jovovich. He decides to join the San Francisco Patrol Special Police, which is a civilian police force that his brother was being, which was part he was part of before being murdered. And then normally, uh, the normally irresponsible uh, Slater starts to kind of get his life together. But will he stay alive long enough to reap the benefits of this? So it's it's an interesting movie. You might like it. Check it out. Um, it's better than Quicksilver. I will say that. Anyway, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, let's listen to what everyone else has to say about their favorite San Francisco movies right now. All right, welcome back. It's Brian P. Hey, what's up? So PD, who's was going to do it. So a few episodes back, we did the Dun Dun, and uh, Enrique seemed to really like that. So maybe I'll start doing that every yeah, time after. That sounds good. Dun Dun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so for this week's episode, and many weeks, I have a feeling, we're going to start picking specific cities and talking about the movies where... For the most part, most of the movie was was taking yeah. place, and in the, for this city, we're going to choose San Francisco. It's or at least the Bay Area, okay. um, because we we can we can, San Francisco is actually small, and there's yeah. plenty of uh, things <laughs> you can do. Small in the Bay for a big city, yeah. That's right. So we're going to get into it. This should be fun. So I think we might get some some good region listening here. So yeah, I, think, I mean, I I decided to pick films that I thought really felt like it was in San Francisco, um, like. They almost wouldn't have been the same movie if they weren't set there. Yeah. And yeah. So that's kind of how I thought about it. Okay. So, yeah. That's a good idea. And you always come um, up with great lists. So well, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I was looking online and there's usually lists of these things already. And I yeah. think, well, and then I kind of like curate my own from, mm-hmm. from that. So um, anyway, one of them actually, so I just said that, you know, things that are in San Francisco and Maltese Falcon is Perfect. the book is set there. Yeah. And actually, I found out that it wasn't really filmed there. They just did some establishing shots. But it really feels filmed like San Francisco yeah. because they, they have kind of like a fog effect. And it's yeah. film noir, so it's like really dark the whole time. Yeah. Most of it's at night mm-hmm. or indoors. So, But it feels like a San Francisco movie. Yeah. And it's supposed to be. And they apparently they shot the book almost direct. You know, they were very true to the book. Right. And how they shot it. Have so, you read the book? Yeah. I okay. So After yeah. seeing the movie and actually... It wasn't. It didn't ruin it for me. A lot okay. of times, if I've read the book after a movie, it's not as fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this case, the it was the book is really good. The mm-hmm. movie's really good. Yeah. So I don't know. that's a great pick. Highly recommend it. Yeah. The other one, I, I don't know if it's on your list, but it's definitely on my list. Is DOA the original DOA? Oh, I uh, probably saw. I think I saw both. DOAs. It's a B heard, movie. But yeah, I, I yeah. can't remember them very well, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely worth checking out. Ben uh, Quinn was he in the the uh, remake? I think Dennis Quaid was in Dennis, it. Dennis I Quaid. think with Meg Ryan. Yeah, sorry, um, I was thinking. Yeah, Dennis I can't Quaid. remember the guy's name. Um, I will once I go back and edit in my part, but yeah, um, yeah, DOA is definitely worth checking out because they actually you can you can see the streets of San Francisco in that one. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, so uh, Vertigo, and this one is kind of San Francisco and. Bay Area and mm-hmm. beyond because yeah. it ends up at uh, what, San Juan Batista. That's right. <laughs> so kind of Santa Cruz Mountains area, um, but yeah, it's very San Francisco. And the you know there's a scene near the Golden Gate Bridge at Fort Point. Yep. Um, I don't know. There's I think was it Legion of Honor or some some museum in the city. It might have been DeYoung or mm-hmm. something like that. So I don't know. It's a very the scenery is all San Francisco, so and it's, it's a very it's a weird movie, yeah, as you can imagine, and uh, kind of fits the whole San Francisco scene, I think, yeah, a little for bit. Sure, so, yeah, yeah, that's a great pair. Um, then there's The Rock, which, yeah, of course, there you <laughs> not go. the world's greatest movie, but it was a really fun action movie, super cheesy. I love Sean Connery mm-hmm. and Nicolas Cage in that movie, um, and Ed, Ed Harris is always good. Ed Harris yeah. is great as the bad guy. Yep. Um, 
And it's, it's great that they took like this, you know, iconic tourist destination and turn it into an yeah. action movie. <laughs> so awesome. if you didn't know The Rock, if you're not from the Bay yeah, Area, sorry. The Rock means Alcatraz. Alcatraz yeah. Island yeah. is referred to The Rock because yep. it was really just a rock island in the middle of the bay. That's right. And uh, it, you know, was a famous prison where they held Al Capone. Yep. And a bunch of other famous criminals. And the Birdman from Alcatraz. Birdman from Alcatraz. <laughs> Such a good movie. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah. So, anyways, now it's just a tourist spot where you can go and like actually put yourself in the cells. Yeah. And like, I don't think every kid goes there on a field trip. Uh, absolutely. Area, which I did. And a lot of, you know, I need to go back because I, I don't think I appreciate like grade, it. Exactly. So. Yeah. And then I saw The Rock, and I'm like, yeah, I should go back to Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think anything like any city, if you've lived here for your whole life, you're not going to mm-hmm. do the tourist things, but you actually should. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, we went to Pier 39 a lot. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think my parents just like Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, they just it's fun. Out there. They hung out there when they were kids, I yeah. think. So even though it was super cheesy, we would go there. But yeah. Yeah. And generally, you're right. Like, we didn't do a lot of the, <laughs> the touristy yeah. things. Yeah. Because you figure you live here, you're going to eventually yeah, do like, it anyway. Yeah, all right. We'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before you know it, you're <laughs> six <laughs> years old or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, The Rock is good. Yep. That's a good pick. Uh, like, yeah, I, I own a, that movie. So yeah. Guilty pleasure. Yeah. I think I had it or have it. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, Dirty Harry's another. Oh, definitely. All, all yeah, the Dirty Harrys, actually. Yeah, all, yeah. I guess all of them, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I only saw the original one. Okay. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll let you borrow the series. Oh, right. like, so, yeah. <laughs> when I get time to watch yeah. it, I gotta, I gotta watch your Superman. That's right. Three-hour marathon. Three-hour three Superman. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Dirty Harry, it ends up at, I think it ends up at Keys or there's part of it at Keys R. Yeah. There's, like, there's some at, um, near Mount Davidson or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it's very, like, it very much uses the locales of San Francisco. Definitely. Um, not necessarily the touristy places, but like, you know, if you're familiar with the city, it's very San Francisco. Yeah. And I believe the 49ers might've still been at Keysar. It might've been their last season at Keysar at that point. So it's definitely, if you're a football fan, that's where the uh, 49ers used to It's hard to believe. I've been near Keysar. I don't think I actually actually have been in, but it's hard to believe an NFL team actually played there. I know. That's how much... How much the NFL has grown in the time that, you know. According to my dad, so I asked him, I'm like, because it didn't, it's basically a high school stadium now. Yeah. He said it could yeah. fit almost 50 or 60,000 back Maybe in the so. day. I, so. Must have been bench seating, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's fairly small. Maybe they've took part of, taken part of it down. Too, Probably. But. And and I'll tell this story just for the sake of my uncle and dad who listen. Yeah. My, my uncle won't like it, but my dad loves it. <laughs> so my dad was in the service, and my uncle went to Kisar Stadium to watch a 49 hour game and took my dad's car. And then when he got out, he couldn't find my dad's car because there is no parking lot near Keysar. It's all side streets. And so uh, my grandfather had to go back to, the, he owned a furniture shop in San Francisco, and he had to go back and find my dad's car, wow. which I don't, I'll have to ask my dad when he actually found out that my <laughs> uncle lost his car. But sorry, Uncle Daryl, we, well, we, we have to tell the world about this. It's not bad. I mean, we my <laughs> My parents and I actually lost their car in the candlestick parking lot, and <laughs> well, there's no excuse for there for that happening. So, well, actually, then at least they beat the traffic because that was the worst trying yeah, to get out of candlestick. Okay. Candlestick, there's always that bottleneck. That's yeah. right. So we're like, well, I guess we're gonna get out. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. find the freaking car. Uh, you're not the but, first to do that. I'm yeah. Sure, so I don't know why it was so hard. It shouldn't have been. But no, but yeah, it, it was a bigger parking lot than your. Than yeah, it was a huge, huge parking lot. Yeah, Maybe that's the only reason. And there, they wasn't very labeled very well. There might have been a letter or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was probably before we could beep our, yeah, you know, the little too, yeah. alarm to get it. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving right, so right along. Next one, another cop movie, Bullet with Steve McQueen. He has to I be mean, on that's the list. Like, yeah, very San Francisco again. Um, there's a car chase all over the city, which is awesome. I think. Yeah. I mean, it was actually filmed in the city, which is pretty cool. That yeah, they're able to do that. And no way you could do that now because just no way. <laughs> everyone would hate you for oh. the traffic 
traffic jam that's would be right. causing. People so, trying to get to work and everything. Yeah, I don't, but, a, a, a movie couldn't, a production couldn't pay the city enough to actually close out much of the streets. That's so. right. <laughs> but that that car is so awesome. I think. Yeah, the I, car. I don't know if it's a Green Hornet or well, I don't know what they call it, but um, yeah. it's just a badass car. Yeah, so. and then they end up, yeah, I think that chase ends up all the way down to uh, SFO. It does, yeah. yeah. It's it's then, really well yeah, done. The last season takes place in SFO. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's, I think there's what is it? Is it St. Mary's Church? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a scene at one of the churches. I don't know. There's a very you know, a lot of exterior shots of yeah. San Francisco. So it's definitely cool. filmed there. We're gonna we have right wrong the same line. Yeah, this yeah. Is good. I like this. <laughs> well, it's a classic. <laughs> and then the, my last one was the conversation. Oh yes, with Gene yeah. Hackman. It's uh-huh. a it's a weird little Coppola movie yep. from the I guess it was the seventies. Um, After the Godfather, but yeah, before. before Apocalypse Now, I think. Yeah, yeah, like after Godfather 2, I think, yeah. and you made the conversation, and Gene Hackman's like a private detective yeah. listening on, you know, he hears a, he's working on a case, and there's a, the whole movie is, it's, it really plays out like a play, but he's, I think he's observing someone in Union Square. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like a lot of people watching. It's one of those voyeuristic movies. It so is. And it, it's little, very methodical. It's yeah. a little bit slow, but it's it's worth it. Yeah, if you're into, if you yeah. like Gene Hackman, and yeah. generally you like Coppola's movies, yeah. then it's, it's worth seeing. Yeah, definitely. So, All right, yeah. that's, your, that's, that's the list. list. That's yes. a great list. And right. Again, it's the name. Brian, the two Brian's are always in Brian sync. Indeed. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. All right, we're back with Danielle. Welcome back. Thank you. You were smiling. You were. You weren't even. You weren't even laughing. No, I'm super quiet. Uh, I'm super tired. Ah, there it goes. <laughs> this should be an interesting interview. But in any case, we're going to talk about your your new home, not your original home, but your new home, which is the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay. And we're going to talk about... Oh, you're like, moving. You're like, am I moving? Okay, I did know. Uh, no, but we're going to talk about your favorite movies that are based in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yes. And you always have come prepared with a very long list. Hey, very long. Well, we'll see. With five. <laughs> There's three pages five. worth. Well, it's because of my... Excuse me. <laughs> Wait, oh, is that just because you write big? No, it's because I write one. Now I don't like it this and that cross. I don't like it this and that cross. I understand. You understand. Okay. okay, so okay, you have a top five list, not a top six. I list. have a top five. Nice. Yeah. Conforming. Yes. Okay, so let, <laughs> let's go with uh, number five. For or do you have any particular order? Number five. Number five. Oh, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so my number five is the woman in red. It was in San Francisco. Is that the one with Gene Wilder? Yes. Yes, and yes. Um, Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where is she now. So she was in, of course, in, she's best known for Weird Science. She was the one Yeah, I created. remember, but yeah. nowadays, like... Well, she gained a lot of weight, and she, well, had, she had a lot of plastic surgery. We get old, excuse me for well, that. Not everyone. <laughs> not everyone gets old, okay. Not everyone gets old, that's true. <laughs> uh, but no, she did. She kind of was hit her peak in the 80s, and then you never saw okay. her again. Yeah, that's so. what I'm asking. It's not yeah. like if she did a plastic surgery or not. It's like... <laughs> Is, is she in movies mm-hmm. or any TV series? No, that's it? No, that was oh, pretty much it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. She was on a reality show. I think she was of actually course. trying to lose weight. She Everybody was like, hey, She might have been on The Biggest Loser or something like oh that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, yes, this is my favorite. I was, I was a, no, not a kid, but I was very young when I watched the first you time. You had to be. Well, it came out in the mid-80s, so I'm sure it was not No, I didn't then. go to the movie. It was no. nothing like to the theater. It was not like, oh, first time. No, I think I watched it in the 90s, mid-90s. Okay. 
And I was in love with Stephen Wonder's song. Yeah. Right? And oh my god, after the movie, you know, have the song all the time yeah. in my head. But every time that this song plays, I is the movie that's the movie. You know, the scene of her walking, the dress going yeah. up. It's not even like it's not even the moment that plays the song. No. But it's the scene that comes. That comes to mind. Yeah. And it's interesting to see him in a in a character that isn't Young Frankenstein or Blue yeah. Wonka or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, I don't like him too much, but who's Yeah, that? he's very eccentric. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I don't like He's a good actor. He's a very good actor. I, I, but I, I don't know. I'm not a watch his But you like this movie? Yes. Okay, so there's one. Yeah. Nobody's picked that? Good job. <laughs> no one picked that? No one picked that. <laughs> <laughs> so Number my, four. Uh, this everybody picked it. Uh, we'll see. No, but I really like this movie. Is The Rock? No, I think only one person picked this. So one person picked that. <laughs> well, it wasn't like everyone. So I really like this movie. It was so strange because I'm not into those action you know, empty head movies, but <laughs> that one, I like it. I like oh, uh, Sean Connery a yeah. lot. I mean, I re I'm a big fan. And I like Nicholas a little Cage. bit of Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. He was good, actually, in that yeah. movie. But Ed Harris, who's the ball guy, yes, he's, all, he's yes. very good. But, yeah, I don't like Nicolas Cage that much, mm -hmm. but that, um, I don't know, that role him he was good yeah he was, was. The biochemist yeah and oh so that's why you like it you like the, the chemistry angle of it yeah. <laughs> uh no but i like the idea of a person escaping from alcatraz, from alcatraz. so all that it's it's kind of intriguing yeah. so i like it at the end is really cool it's fascinating the scene of you know the, i think a helicopter going yeah. off Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and there's the scene him with the fighter jets, yeah, and everything. yeah, super cool. Yeah. So I remember that one uh, that also I didn't watch. I watched very young, and mm -hmm. I kept watching a few times. Well, it came out in 1996, so you're yeah, in high was, school, yeah, and I, I remember seeing it in the theater. Are gonna so. say my age anytime? No, so. no, we're about the same <laughs> age. You and oh, I are about go, the same no. age. <laughs> so You're younger than me, but we're about the same. Oh age. yes, I'm yeah, younger. Yeah. That's true. I can hold it to that. Not by much, but yeah. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Number three. Number three. This one, I am a big fan. Every time I watch, I get more intrigued than I watch it again. <laughs> crack yourself I up. I watched like, <laughs> four, like a month ago this movie again. Okay. I think I watched like eight times. Oh, really? <laughs> Is the Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Well, you like... It's not a horror movie. It's a thrower. It's a, a true throw, story. And that... True story. And a lot of people have picked this one. So, oh, yeah. see? <laughs> no, but it's a good movie. But it is. It's a long, good, too. It's the one from uh, 2000. Yeah, it's um, Jake, is Jake Gyllenhaal in it? I don't know. It's yeah. the, most, the most recent. Yeah. I like it. And every time I see different things, you know, about it, and there's the journalist that, you know, he ends his career. He was so frustrated that... Well, they never caught him. He couldn't so, yeah. deal with the the, frustrated, uh -huh. the frustration. So, I like that movie. It's very intriguing and it's very real. And it's frustrating for us, too, because did they caught the person? They never caught that him. That is they so... Never... Well, no. They, well, the, the murder stopped, but they don't know if, if he died or, or if it was a he. I'm, I'm assuming it's a he. But, but... but they have, like, this suspicion about that. They Let's always die from the trailer. Exactly. Right? Yes. This huge suspicion about him. Yeah. 
But no one could prove anything. That's the point. Can yeah. you imagine how frustrated? Oh my god! They well, this is so. I'm surprised. So you walk. It's a two-hour and forty-two-minute movie. It's a long movie. Oh, I like Gone with the Wind. Oh, no, that's kidding. true. This, yeah. is this is nothing. That's a real epic. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great cast. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal. You like Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. it's a very good movie. I really like this one, and I watch once in a while. Let me see if I can catch it. <laughs> are you, you're going out in San Francisco and looking for them still? Oh, are you? <laughs> That's why you have the evil eye on Let people, me yeah. see if they catch, if I can catch any hint from the movie. Wouldn't that be something? Then you could be in your very own movie. All right, number two. So number two, oh, I love this movie. He was supposed to be actually my number one. All right. But the number one, I thought was very interesting. Not intriguing, but very. It's intriguing, I guess. <laughs> I don't have a good vocabulary like you. But <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> you make up some but, great words. But um, number two. The number one is very. Well, let's talk about number two first. Hey, let me talk. That is not a good host. Excuse me. Uh, behavior. <laughs> As you would say, excuse me. So uh, the number two is the pursuit. Pursuit for Happiness. Oh, with Will Smith. Yes. yes. That's a true story, it too. Is. And it's so touching. I don't like drama <laughs> too much. I don't like it. It's not my kind of movie. But this one was true story. So if it's true story, I like it. Sure. I don't like, like the fake drama. But this one is so touching. And I never, and I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> when I watch, because I watch more than one time. The um, subway scene mm -hmm. when he's sleeping with his son, the person is banging at the door. <gasps> That's it. I cry. That's it. <laughs> no stop. I sob it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I went, went after I watched the first time. I want to learn more about the guy because mm. that is so. So is he so alive and everything? Oh, that, that I don't know. Let's not, okay. let's not jump I was asking if you're, if you're <laughs> No, I was reading about the story. I want to see him, you know, like, uh, read about him sure. more. And Will Smith was really good. He's a great movie. actor. And is his son, I believe, so, His real right? son, so is Jaden. Yeah. So there's this interview with him that he was emotional because it was his son going through that. Yeah. And so... You know, the all the daycare thing that sure. the woman is watching TV, the woman, his wife that goes, leaves to New York because she's tired. Mm -hmm. And I understand, like, I, I yep, don't judge yeah. her, you know, but the kid stays sure. and it's an amazing movie. And there's the 49ers game oh, yeah. that they go, right? Uh -huh. It's super cool. And he does the cube, the thing. The, the Rubik's Cube. Yes, he's really good at that. Yeah. So, yes, this is a very good movie, and it's San Francisco. And it is San Francisco. <laughs> All right, number one. Number one. I watched this movie a few days ago. No, last month, I guess. Okay. But I watched it again. <laughs> and again, and again. <laughs> so, it is the Stanford Prison Experiment. So, it is a real experiment. This happened, and now they made a movie about it. So, what's the about. movie itself called? The Stanford Prison Experiment. Stanford Prison Experiment? Prison. I cannot speak with okay. my brazen. Stanford <laughs> Prison. Prison. <laughs> Whatever. I just want to know because if people want to watch this. Stop making fun. I, I'm not making fun. I want people it's to see it. It's a 2015 movie. Okay. It's based on the experiment of 
Yeah, I mean, it's a famous experiment. It yeah. is a famous experiment from Zimbardo, Professor, Professor Zimbardo, and he wanted to prove a point about uh, do you um, accept the role that society gives to you, right? Mm -hmm. So the experiment is he had, I believe it's 24 volunteers. So in 1971, so, this was yeah, the so he had 24 students, volunteers, uh, they got like $15 per day. They right. studied, it was supposed to be like for, from one to two weeks, mm -hmm. but it ended on the sixth day. Mm -hmm. It was, it was too intense. unbelievable intense. Yeah. And when you watch the movie, you were like, oh my God, this really happened. Mm -hmm. Because it, it was like, he didn't, the roles were not, you didn't know which person would pick which role it was like completely so you pick a, if you want to be a guard if you want to be a prisoner yeah, yeah. so but you wear like the, the uniform and you have all the accessories even the sunglasses yeah. you know and the thing so the even bar. if you might have been mild-mannered all of a sudden you take on the role of being a brutal prison guard even if that's not really in your so yeah. it, you're not supposed to be brutal no you're not, and you're not so he, he just wanted to see how they would interact and the prisoners, they had a striped yep. uniform and everything, and they were very submissive as the uh, guards were very sadistic, becoming yeah. by the day. And the professor who was supposed to be like the... The moderator kind of? Yeah, but he was acting like the, how do you say? Oh, the, the prison warden. Exactly. Yeah. And he didn't take his stuff. He never interfered. He was watching. So he was becoming sadistic too. So right. the whole thing was... Intense. You had uh, well, many, students a, having breakdowns and yeah. everything. Well, there's a lot of criticism about this because he could have, they could have stopped it. And they it, could it, stop. It was yeah. very intense. Yeah. It was a very intense. But it's still, I mean, there is citations all over Absolutely. about this experiment. Yep. So when they released, I knew this experiment sure. for a while. Uh, I heard them, and when they released the movie on Netflix, it's on Netflix okay. right now. So I had to watch and watching that. Did they film the action? Did they film? No, this? no, no. They had the actors film. No, no. I'm saying, did they film the originals from something? Because that would have been fascinating I to watch that. I'm not sure, but I know what I know is not that all the information were public release. Sure, sure. No, I mean that makes <laughs> but sense. But that I know. If they film, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But the. Uh, I mean, they. You would have. I mean, nowadays they would have filmed it. Like absolutely. Yeah, you ha and you can see the roles. Sure. It, it's interesting how the, the thing splits. Yep. And you have like the abusive guard, you know, the mm -hmm. person who is the most fragile. It's like a prison. It's exactly like, it, it became like a prison. Right. But they were all equal at the beginning. But then it, your roles change. So it's unbelievable. Well, it's kind know? of a metaphor for society. When you're born, you're equal. And then you I turn know. into what you turn into. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. It's a very good movie, actually. Yeah. So there's my number well, no, Absolutely no one picked that. It's a good job <laughs> if you want to find out more about this experiment. What are the ones that you crossed off? That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> like, I thought you were no, no, basic no, instinct. No. <laughs> that was no, no, no. I had some that it Mrs. wasn't in San Francisco 100%. And I didn't know. Like I what? thought it was like the graduate. Oh, yeah. Some, when we picked there's that. There's some yeah. scenes in San Francisco. I, mean, I love that movie. Yeah. It's very Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, of course. That's right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, there is the um, which one? Well, there's the uh, the dawn of the planet of the oh end. dawn of the yeah 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 it's mm -hmm. like the final scene the golden bridge right. and they're like that that's awesome but I don't know you know it wasn't a hundred percent okay in San Francisco that's and fair. also the 
uh, X Men, like. Yeah, you were, scene, I thought you were going to pick that one, yeah. The magnet scene that when he, you know. He, Magneto? Yes, mm -hmm. he gets, I don't know, I think it was the Bay Bridge and he goes. Okay. He moves to uh, the um, Alcatraz, so yeah. they fr his friend could leave Alcatraz, right, yeah. so it was really good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was like, oh. There was enough in San Francisco to validate Yes. That. I got it. Okay. That's fine. Those are great, as always. Great job. Yeah. Most of your picks, nobody picks, so you're very unique. Of course. Look at her, just beaming <laughs> with with excitement. Thank you, Danielle. Sure. All right, we're back with Sarah and Tiffany. Welcome yes, back, hi. guys. See, she's not just hiding in the bushes. <laughs> she's hiding in the bushes like a I'm stalker. just the peanut gallery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she's gonna have a, end up having her own podcast soon. We can right. just we can see this. I know, yeah. right? Anyway, one we're good gonna, dream. One good dream. Yeah. <laughs> this oh. week we're gonna talk about the San Francisco Bay Area. It's hard. And the films that were either filmed there or take place or whatever. Right. So, which I love, love, love watching movies that. Like you recognize, oh, sure. I love seeing things in San Francisco because I hate LA. Yeah, and so knowing that it's filmed here and just seeing all the things, mm -hmm. like you feel, I feel like I can connect to it. And even if there's points where the movie's not that interesting, when you're watching, you know where they are, and you yeah, pass, you know what I mean. It's just a beautiful city. It is. Right? It's very scenic, right? Yeah. And it just it does something when you were like, I walked right in that spot. I yeah. know that little liquor store. Why is it always a liquor store? That I, <laughs> I know food landmarks too. It's tough in San Francisco because of the permits and right traffic and, and traffic. all that kind of stuff. Is yeah. that what they, they need to? Yeah, but all like the New York movies they shoot in Canada anyway. So it's, it's true. Like, They're up yeah. in Toronto. So. Yeah, it's like they might want to like That's go crazy. Like, when the that. space yeah. needles in the background yeah. or whatever, and it's supposed to. It's like come on, people. Yeah, <laughs> well, like they go up to Canada for a lot of stuff. Or, yeah. or Pittsburgh, right? Because so. it looks enough like New York, and they can pay people less because the conversion of Canadians are nicer. That's um, right. <laughs> right. Pretty much. So, um, so this one's hard only because there's probably too many. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like, and then there's movies that I would have. I love that it was. Showed so much of San Francisco, mm -hmm. but the movie was dumb. Right. So, um, one of my favorite movies is like from 1970 something mm -hmm. with um, Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. 1978. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Uh, foul Play. And I, yeah. I can always forget the name of it, but that movie was so, like, it was one of the many Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn little movies that yeah. we were watching at that time that they would rerun over and over. But my sister and I still, like, there was all these elements. That was my first uh, encounter with an albino. That's right. And I'm still terrified. <laughs> and a dwarf, a.k.a. little person. Yes. I don't know. He's effectively... And we're and, not even talking about Dudley Moore. And, we're talking right, about a right. dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> an actual... He was in the, and he was in the um, Wizard of Oz, that guy. Yes, Billy, yeah. Billy Barty. All right? I think okay. it is. Why do you know the name of the dwarf? Because That's the, crazy. Because this is damn good movie memory. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And I think he was in that movie Freaks, or so that black and white film oh, noir from way back yeah, in the... Yeah, yeah. maybe. Mm -hmm. But, um, and my first encounter with Marlboro Red, pack of cigarettes. Yes, was like Because right. it had the film mm -hmm. in it. Anyway. So, um, yeah, that one was just great. And they had the theater yeah. where it was like the Asian, yeah. whatever they were singing, and the freaking, and the car chase where the Asian people... Uh -huh. My sister and I still laugh. We're like, go, Jack. Bang, bang. Because he, he picks up, basically steals a car or a cab mm -hmm. that has two okay. Asian um, tourists in the back, like yeah. Japanese oh, tourists. Oh, I get And then it. they go on this high-speed yeah. chase. And these, you know, first terrified Japanese people, all of a sudden, then they, like, after they get thrown around the car, then they start cracking up so hard. They're like, ah! They think it's the best thing ever because it's like Kojak, yeah. American movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's so like funny. in Crocodile Dundee when he beats up the guy in New York. And, oh, and they so think much. he's Clint Eastwood. Oh my God, that's so, yeah, funny. So they're all, oh no, it's good, it's good. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that, that was like probably one of my, you know, one of the first ones I remember being like, oh, besides like Alfred Hitchcock movies yeah. and stuff, which I think at the time I wasn't, I hadn't seen enough of the city to know what, you know, 
what I was appreciating. Sure. Um, secondly, I'm going to go with 48 Hours. Okay, yeah. Let's go on the first one. I right forgot now. that was filmed in San Francisco. Right, so yeah. did I. That's I a good to... one. Yeah. yeah, that is the best. Like some of the best one-liners, the best like Roxanne when he's yeah. singing to yes. the freaking yes. And it's his um, first movie too. Was this that his first right movie? Yeah, you can tell he's got little yeah. peg teeth too. That's right. <laughs> and Nick Nolte was like my mom's like favorite like rough cowboy looking to him. And he like got crazy. Yeah, yeah. But he is like there. The dynamics between them is so uh, just. It just kind of cracks me up. The and, and every time my hair is washed and you're styling right, and everything, right, right. you turn oh my God. it into Nick Nolte. Yeah. <laughs> I take his hair and I'm all like, you're like Nick Nolte's yeah. mugshot right yeah. now. Because it's so ball ball crazy. Is. Yeah. And then yeah. she walks away and, and then I leave him freaks there. me out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, just go with that. I should. Yeah. Just good stuff. I should. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the best is like the cowboy bar where he's in the cowboy oh, bar. Yeah. He's all, oh, God, now I'm forgetting him, but it freaking cracks me up. That So that one was another. Did you watch another 48 Hours? I did, but I don't remember it as well. It's kind of like Eddie Lives. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> I'll leave that. Oh, that's rough. But yeah. like, even just the like the music, the theme song, and that that they would, you know, they always replay the that they use the same like yeah. thing in it. I, what was the movie I was just watching? Well, Jesus, they keep the same song going the whole movie. It was kind of it. anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that one was great. I liked the dynamics. Did they make only two for another forty eight hours? That was it, right? No, yeah, there was only two. That was it. I confuse those with the uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Lethal Weapon. All yeah, Lethal yeah. Weapon. Yeah. I confused that way yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what has Nick Nolte ever done besides be an angry cop? He was in a movie with Barbara Streisand, right? He was. Uh, oh yeah, oh. Down and Out in Beverly Hills. Well, and th- that, but there was not a retired was, angry uh, cop. It's like the romantic one, right? Yeah, it is. I can't I can't think of the name. He was a romantic it, he yeah, might have even it's been like, nominated it's for totally Oscar. cliche. Yeah, it's yeah. a totally cliche movie. Really? Yeah. That's creepy. I just remember, yeah, Down and Out in Beverly Hills with Richard Dreyfus and Bette Midler. That's a good movie. That's that kind of a like, good movie. That's oh, ruthless that's people. a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, ruthless People, I remember that one, one where she all of a sudden was like in their basement yeah. in the paper. Who is uh, the guy from um Prince of Tides, wasn't it? I don't know. Prince of Tides? Yeah. Yeah. Brad from um Fast Times of Ridgemont High is uh, in Judge that. Reinhold. Yes, yeah. he is. He's in, in Beverly Hills. He's Probably. in that, and he's also in Down and Out in Beverly Hills. That's right. And Ruthless People. Ruthless People. And Ruthless, yeah, yeah, they're all the same. Yeah, yeah. look at and, whatever. Uh, um, legend Billy Jean woman, Helen Slater, is in Ruthless People, too. They're, she's Who married to she? Judge Reinhold, and they're, they kidnap Bette Midler. Oh, my oh, God. That's right. Yeah. I yeah. forgot that was her. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember that one. Supergirl. Shit, I forgot about. It. I liked her in Legend of Billie Jean. I think yeah. I liked the song better. Yeah, yeah the no, Pat that Benatar. was a really that one. Was that, was that um, Pat Benatar? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Even though Pat Benatar hates, well, she likes the song. She hates the movie, but whatever. Well, we don't. Christian have to talk Slater was she's young. She's being judgy. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> she's just drinking hater rage. She does look great she though. She yeah, does she's very cute yeah. with her little shaved head. That's Joan um, Jett. Who is that little? No, no. Who's that little girl in the back that's in that movie? Billie Jean. Oh, she's got the high pitched voice. Yeah, she's kind of like she's Yer- like the Simpsons. It's Yeardley Smith. Okay, she's like the voice of one of the sh- yeah. Simpsons. I'm not sad. Yeah, no, she's like I think Lisa's voice or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. or something yeah. like that. Oh, she's got very high pitched. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of scratchy. Yeah. So um, my third one was it's a great psychological thriller, The Game. Yeah, that's Sean Penn. Oh my God, we went walking the steps too. Mm-hmm. We were talking about right, that. walking through there, and yeah. like, yeah, there's and and just the fact that like you know it's one of those movies that would have been good on that one episode where the ending you're like, no way. Yeah. Or you kind of don't know what's going. You're like, wait a minute, holy shit! And who is it? Um, the uh, the kid, the girl that's in that is uh, Chatham Tanning or Tanning. What is her name? Not Chatham. That's yeah, that's dude. Tatum. Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill. Thank you. I'm just Tatum, saying. Tatum it sounds like an Tatum, inappropriate yeah. part of the body. I don't yeah. know, but yeah, Tatum. she's in that too. <laughs> and uh, you know, but there's one scene in that, like, because I don't know if you know this, but uh-huh. my. Um, 
Achilles heel fear, whatever is water. Like I didn't know going that. into water. No. Uh, like I can't watch Titanic or like, I've come to my friends' house. I'm like, oh, what are you guys watching? I sit down. They're all, oh, it's a Pearl Harbor. I'm do all you like uh-huh. deuces. Can I'm you out. Fly over water. Yes, I can, and I can shower because that was another question cool. somebody said. <laughs> Someone's all, do you? Like, can you Whoa. shower? Yeah. I'm like, That's how about different. you go fuck yeah. yourself? Yes, I can yeah. shower. Yeah, but no, any movie where there's like, like I never saw Castaway. Yeah. Uh, really? Movies. Yes, Castaway would freak you out. Like, I can't do anything where they're where you're in like a plane or mostly a car, and it okay. goes into. It came from watching Blow, uh, Blow Out. With John Travolta yeah, in the seventies, and Brian De Palma, right? Oh, when they go into the yeah. water, he's recording, and they go in the water, and they're free, and you can't get out, yeah. and you're trapped in there. Yep. Yeah, that is my fear. And in the game, mm-hmm. there's that scene by the ferry building when he goes off the freaking, and I knew yep. it was coming them all. Oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah, and I had to get up and miss that scene because I'm like, wait, chat, and I'm watching it with someone. I'm like, tell me when that part's over because I knew. I used to for years, you know, those little things that shatter the windows. Yeah, for when you're like traveling over. Yeah, I had one in my glove box. I remember my boyfriend at the time's like. When, when do you ever travel over large bodies That's of water? Crazy. I'm all just in case, dude. Just in so you you never go swimming. You never. Go- no, I do. I'm okay. just the the like being trapped and having the water. It. You know what I mean? Like there's there was an episode of Towards the End of Lost where like water's coming in. You know, submarines. That, yeah. The idea of Pearl Harbor that they freaking knew that water's filling up and you're gonna be trapped in there like. That it is, is so creepy. I, my dad said I was on the Titanic in a past life, probably, or something. Probably. Yeah, that's yeah. my theory. But anyway, yes. that <laughs> movie is, is awesome. I like it. I like Sean Penn. And he's like, seems like he had less of an ego in film. I can always tell when I'm watching the movie, like, were they? Well, there's another good already? Sean Penn movie that was in, in San Francisco. It was um, Milk. Milk. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was awesome. He did a good one. That was really, really good. good. I remember being a kid and, and hearing about. The twinkie. He was very authentic in that one. He told right? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very and then, raw. And James yeah. Franco was in that. I love him too. And Josh and uh, James. No. Oh, James Josh, Brolin. Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. There's one that I would There's not kick out of bed for yeah. eating crackers. <laughs> smell, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. He probably smelled like a little bit of tobacco, even like cigarettes. Yeah. Like, a little, I wouldn't even like, care. Yeah. I don't even care because yeah. I'd take Patrouille, it. I almost yeah. would take his dad. I'd take his, him and Well, speaking of Patrulli, let's talk about Santa Cruz. So, oh, yeah. Um, oh. Good segue. Let's, let's get into The Lost Boys. Lost Boys is one of my favorites. It's very nostalgic for me. Um, it's one of those movies where, obviously, I grew up in Salinas. Um, mm-hmm. and yo, yo. Spent some time in uh, Santa Cruz and at the boardwalk. So when I watched it, it was um, just cool to like be like, hey, I've been there. It was like one of those moments as a kid, like realizing like, the world is bigger than me. Yeah. Like I was, Hey, I've been there. Um, but it's also great. I think it's just one of those like scary movies. It's not scary. That's totally approachable. Right. Um, and it had a good story. Like it was all about family too. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I think it was great. Um, but I just remember walking the boardwalk, uh, when I was like in elementary school, even in high school, I think probably I just, uh, imagining like there's vampires all around oh like, yeah some like a vampire is just gonna like come down or like being on the roller coaster and like mm-hmm. vampires gonna come down and swoop on me or something okay. from the opening scene where oh, they're yeah. like going over the the big dipper yep like so dope like i still yeah. and Kiefer sutherland's great in that and he's got crazy. the crazy blonde hair and oh yeah. the hair and the yeah. little mullet yeah. oh yeah he made the mullet look good he did him and david bowie best mullets true but, yeah true story but yeah. that's yeah, so that's a great and, and, and the soundtrack. Soundtrack, sound, yeah, the they're all cover songs. Oh my god, I still to this day rock out to. Um, gosh, I can't remember the good times. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's number two, I think, on the on soundtrack. The <laughs> that's all I can remember. Played it on my dad's stereo. Well, I know player. Um, somebody covers the door song. Like people are strange is on there. Yes, I think NXS is on there. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack's amazing yeah. too. Super fun. You get a young Corey Haim and Corey Feldman, so you get the two Corys. Oh yeah, the two and, Corys yeah. before they got addicted to drugs yes. and everything. Yeah. They did, uh, what was the other one? License to Drive? I love that movie. That's oh, a great, that's and a good one. Heather Graham's first movie. Is, Stop is it. That. She plays Mercedes Lane. That's her? That's her. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a fun movie. That's a really That's a, that's really, a really one. Yeah. And the other one about, um, what's the one about Dream Little Dream? Yeah, that's a great one. Jason Robarts is in the yeah. older guy. Yeah, and, I just uh, remember the song, too. Like, yes. always freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one, that was one when everyone was kind of switch, changing bodies or going back in time. Yeah. You know, you had all your vice versas and your, um, oh, what was the other one with um, Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore? Um, like Father, Like Son. Yes. Yeah. You had a bunch of those body swapping. Like out of body experiences. Yeah. yeah. Those were fun. Did you have any other San Francisco Bay Area ones? San that? Francisco. I mean, I love San Francisco. I'm sure. Mrs. Doubtfire, obviously. That's a great one. Mrs. Doubtfire for sure. I know mm-hmm. it's cheesy, but no, um, it's a good movie. Super fun. They show Lombard Street. Um, and Robin Williams lived here, and yeah, he yeah, did. So. And they just sold the house recently. Um, they um, they just um, they just sold it, and I actually got to go and like walk through it. So it was pretty cool. I can only imagine how much that went for. Oh my god! I, At least ten, fifteen million. Yeah. Uh, I I don't even yeah. know actually. I just found but, out that they sold Hugh Hefner's house. Like really? two years ago. Yeah. And they allowed him to live in it until he died. Like, what are they going to do with that? That house is outdated and stinky as hell. Well, that's See, that's, Sarah that's can talk about anything. She comes in <laughs> yeah. out of the blue. I know. I know. She yeah. disappears for like 10 minutes yeah. and then comes back. Like I know, like vengeance. Some calls, some important people. That's right. What's, uh, but I was thinking about cities and I, mm-hmm. what's Die Hard? What city is that? Well, there's Die Hard with the Vengeance, m- the second one. That one's oh, New York. To be like, I think yeah. the third one's New York, so the Vengeance yeah. one. That one was Yogi really Towers good. Or Yami Yami yeah. Towers or I think Tom the Mo. first one might be in Chicago. Uh, yeah. The second one's in Chicago. Yeah. I know. Why do they always that pick was Chicago? That good city one, though. Yeah. 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 yeah that save that one. Oh, one of them wasn't with New York, the one with Samuel Jackson. That's the third one. That's, that's Vengeance. Yes. Yeah. I love that that's one. That's a good one. I love that. I love Peter John McClane. Yes. John McClane. Well, you get Jeremy Irons in that, too. Oh, Jeremy. Yeah, yes. He's, he's He plays good. Hans Gruber's brother. Creepier little. He was so creepy. Because Alan Rickman's in the first, and Alan Rickman's great. Oh. Wait a minute. Which one's that? Uh, that's the first Die Hard. Oh. That's Hans Gruber. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They skip guy. him in the second one. Then Hans Gruber's do, brother yeah. comes back, and that's and Jeremy Who's in the second one, though? Back with the vengeance. Who's the second one? Who's in the second one? I don't. It's a famous actor in the second one, but it's mostly in the airport, right? Exactly. Okay. Thank you, Ginger. Thank you, Ginger. Yeah. She does, I know she does show up and. and okay. Stop. You're she She's attention. She's an attention whore. We did do animal movies. Our favorite animals. We did. Yeah. I don't uh, know if you were on that one. No, I didn't because I would have had to say like Charlotte's Web. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Free, free Willy. Willy. Somebody did actually. Oh, Free Willy. Willy. Dude, what? I don't that like was, animal movies because they're cried sad. I doing that one. They're sad. You can do ones I, where the animal doesn't die. <laughs> like what? Flipper. Flipper, uh, Toto. <laughs> is that really a movie? Wizard of Oz? Yeah, Toto. Toto's a great That's dog. Good. What? <gasps> oh, do- what about Beethoven? Beethoven. Mm. How about the uh, monkey in Every Which Way But Loose? How about in, in um, what's the other one with t- Tony Danza? And and the little guy from Taxi. Um, That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go and eat. <laughs> remember that? Yes. That one was great. See? You do remember that one? That was the, like his uncle leaves him from the yeah. circus. So that one was good. Those apes were funny. from the circus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. Okay. On that note. Or Congo. Congo. The gorilla. King Kong. King Kong. Those ones I missed. There's a lot of monkey movies. Girls in the Mist. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. She, she wants to be on too. I All right, that we, I think we've exhausted. We're good. The barrier, I know she's so. telling us it's time. Yeah, to go. It's, yeah. she's like cut your losses, people. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right, we're back with Enrica. I got you mid, mid drink. So Sorry, that's okay. I was gulping. Uh, so for this week, we're going to talk about the San Francisco Bay Area and our favorite movies based there. Yeah. So you are a recent um, yes. person in transplant. In, that's right. Thank you for transplant. That's the right word. Um, to come to San Francisco or yeah. the Bay Area. And so we talked about New York, and now we're going to talk about San Francisco. And yeah. so, yeah, so what are your favorite movies based in the Bay Area? Yeah, so unlike any other movies based in other cities other mm-hmm. than New York, which is the only city I knew, right? the movies based in San Francisco and the Bay Area had such a unique look. Yeah. Because it's such a beautiful place mm-hmm. that, like, to me, seeing movies that featured it, it was kind of, like, so interesting and fascinating and magical mm-hmm. looking. And the movies that I watched as a kid that took place in San Francisco, yeah. like, I watched them specifically because the idea of this other city on the other side of the country right. with these colorful houses mm-hmm. and, like, palm trees and views of these, like, blue glistening bay. Yeah. It was, like, this fascinating thing to me. It's one of the most scenic cities it's there gorgeous. is. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's so beautiful. So the, the movie I watched over and over again to experience the Bay Area was Mrs. Doubtfire. I knew you were going to say that. I'm glad you did. <laughs> and I'm yes, sure yeah. a lot of people are going to talk about yeah. it. It's like the most like San Francisco movie. It is. Um, but it was so interesting to me. Like other than watching Full House. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the only movie I saw that like talked about San Francisco. Yeah. Or like heavily featured San Francisco. And they actually lived in the city. They and, lived yeah. in the city and the mm-hmm. shots are all like of that house. Yeah. Like, they lived in on the corner. It was beautiful. I was like, oh, yeah. what house is this? Yeah. Like, how does this exist? And like, I had, and then we traveled there when I was like seven or mm-hmm. eight years old. So I got a sense for like the real thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it's just like the movie. I know. Like, I thought it was <laughs> amazing that a place could physically look just like it did, like in the movie. Yeah. So they really captured yeah. it. And then, of course, Robin Williams lived here it lived yeah. in the barrier so it was That's probably true. easier for him too yeah yeah i mean i didn't know that as a kid yeah but it makes a lot of sense now and mm-hmm. like what's fun is now living here yeah the movies i watch that take place in the barrier have that much more like weight yes yeah um and obviously it's the only city i've moved to besides pittsburgh right which we could talk about, but I don't have to. You talk about all the right moves. I like all the right moves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh has a lot of movies yes, filmed there. They do. We may get into that. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, a good one. It's, it's cheap to make movies there. We could maybe do a Pittsburgh slash Philadelphia because you got to throw in Rocky. Yeah. So, yeah Pittsburgh is interesting. Uh, Pittsburgh, they don't talk about how it takes place in Pittsburgh. Right. It's just they pretend it's other cities. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right, but back to San Francisco. Back to San Francisco. Yeah. It's the only other city I've moved to yeah. where I've had the opportunity to see movies that were set there after mm. having moved right because i'm only 26 yes very so young. Yes. for new york <laughs> i had lived there my whole life so every movie i saw that took place in new york like made, made sense yeah but this it's like there's movies i've rewatched that took place in the bay area that you have now a that I appreciation. Live there, i'm yeah. like oh wow like i've been there that's so cool yeah um so mrs dalvar is definitely one of them absolutely like after visiting there as a kid mm. and then watching it again um and it's also just a great movie in general it's so good yeah. like i heartwarming for me to see. It is. Um, I only have a few others. Sure. But these are all movies I've seen since moving. Okay, got it. Actually, no. One of them I saw as a teenager. Okay. And that was Milk. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. And that really featured the Castro. Mm-hmm. You see the 70s. 
The 70s vibe. Uh, yeah. So you don't see a lot of, like, early San Francisco movies. No. Like you see with New York. There's not mm. a lot of industrial revolution movies. No. No. But San Francisco is a very interesting place. Mm-hmm. Like, kind well, the, of the big earthquake. And, yeah. and then there was the earthquake. Yeah. Like, there's got to be good movies that are set there. There is one, actually. Um, it's called San Francisco, and it's based about oh, the big really? earthquake <laughs> with uh, Clark Gable. But it's a, it's a, like, it was filmed in the 30s, so, um, yeah. so definitely check that out. Some of the old film noir, like um, Brian had mentioned, um, Maltese Falcon, it's oh. based in there. There's a great movie called DOA. Yeah, so, yeah. see, these movies don't like ring a bell for right. me, not like your Newsies and your West no. Side Story. Like, no, no. No movies produced recently really feature San Francisco from that time period. Right. Which I think would be so cool to see I like agree. a modern day depiction of that time period in San Francisco. Oh, I agree. But it's got to be so expensive to film here. It is. It's got to be insane. And that's what happens a lot of times just in the U.S. in general. That's why they go up to Canada. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe Industrial Revolution Pittsburgh could replace San Francisco. No, <laughs> the aesthetic is too specific. And the other problem is, like... San Francisco is actually a small city. It really is. It's yeah. tiny. Like, so if you land there. stop for filming, like you're screwing up a lot of people that live in the city. I know. So, yeah. And it's such a specific aesthetic that you can't fake it. No, no. You can't like build, build a, a studio. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah. I would love to see that. Probably not going to happen. No. But <laughs> Milk, like you said, is very, oh, very yeah. 70s. Early 80s, yeah. Early 80s depiction of the Castro and like coming out and mm-hmm. what it was like to create a community Absolutely. of gay people. Yep. And I had no idea that San Francisco was like this heart of the gay it, revolution yeah. and mm-hmm. like the community here mm-hmm. that was established. I had no idea. And as a teenager watching it and watching Harvey Milk's story oh, yeah. and getting to know like the city through that lens mm-hmm. was like so moving and so cool. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't really have that in New York. I mean, we're always taught the Harlem Revolution. Sure. like. Harlem Renaissance and mm-hmm. and black communities in New York City mm-hmm. and, and John Legend and the hippies and everything. John Legend. <laughs> John Lennon. Yes. And the hippies in New York. But we're not really told as New Yorkers mm-hmm. like what went on in San Francisco yeah. with the gay community. So, yeah, but it was a place for, you know, if you were in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. And you you didn't, you know, you wanted to get away from that. Like that, yeah. you could come to San Francisco and be accepted. So. Yeah. And I loved that. It was so cool to see. So I loved Milk. And I had not been to San Francisco in a long time mm-hmm. after, until when I saw it. Yeah. So I would love to see it again. Like, yeah. Because now I have so many friends that live in the Castro. A lot of my gay friends that have really taught me a lot about, like, the community yeah. and and all that stuff, and I would love to rewatch it. I'm sure, like, it would have even more meaning. Absolutely. So it's so cool. And it's an interesting time, too, because this is right right when Harvey Milk was shot, and George Moscone as well, um, who, who was also killed. Um, the 49ers started to get really good. Mm. And so, actually, it was a perfect time, because San Francisco needed something to bring it together, together. again. And, yeah. you know, Joe Montana and all those guys, and that was right when... They started to win Super Bowls, Aww. and so that kind of brought the community back. And people That's talk nice. about that because people were really upset, and rightfully yeah, so. Hard, what was going on? Horrible, yeah. but that's like you know the power of sports. It, a lot it of the is time. and community. So and yeah. the community and the 49ers. Yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> I love those 49ers. I know. There you go. Um, but yeah, and yeah. then I have two more sure. that I've seen since living in the Bay Area. Okay. That don't even explicitly like call out the Bay Area, but are really cool. Mm-hmm. Inside Out, which is a cartoon. Uh, okay. They don't say, like, they moved to the Bay Area, but the aesthetic is so specific. Mm -hmm. And the story about how he 
gets hired by a startup and he has to move Silicon his young Valley. family mm-hmm. and like he they live in Russian Hill mm. and like how she's kind of traumatized by the switch from rural to urban mm-hmm. and the emotion she goes through after moving and yeah. like, and then finally accepting San Francisco and learning to love her new friends. Right. And the diversity that they show among these little kids living in San Francisco. Yeah. It's great. I loved Inside Out for that reason. Because it was so easy to recognize, like, this is San Francisco. It right. could not be anywhere else. Yeah. And they don't have to tell you. It's no. just... And I don't know if I would have felt that way if I didn't live Before. here. Before. Yeah. 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 And the same for... I just watched Zodiac. Yes. Yeah. That movie blew my mind. It was really long. Oh, yeah. But... Mark Ruffalo in it, and the stuff that happens at the Chronicle. Oh, yeah. And, like, all this stuff that, I I mean, if I were just, like, a teenager watching it, I would have no real concept of, like, oh, this is a San Francisco story. Yeah. And now that I've lived in the area, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. And like they're never, they never actually caught the person. No. So that's what's the creepiest. so specific. Yes. Like, the, all of the places they visit mm-hmm. in the film and, like, where they go. Oh, yeah. It's like all these obscure side towns in California because mm-hmm. they're hunting this guy. Yeah. And it really, like, this is the Bay Area. Like, this is what it's like. Yeah. And it's very realistically depicted. I love it. Yeah. And then it was that Zodiac was the last that one. That was it. Those are my Bay Area Those movies. are awesome. Well, I'm glad you're out here. This Thanks. is perfect. And I hope you stay as long as possible. I'll try. I love it here. But we know you're going back eventually. I might. I mean, yeah. it's hard. I know. But I love it here. Yeah. Well, good. We love having you here. Thank <laughs> so, you. Thanks, Enrique close talker i know we're just so we're discussing this with Lindley. she's a low talker i'm really not don't well, you think i'm a loud talker not when you get on the podcast yeah i, don't know what I get a little bit of stage fright that i sound too loud which makes no sense because you're just talking to me i don't know what to say okay well we'll, we'll get into therapy later but <laughs> yeah, for this week we're going to talk about our favorite fear of microphones <laughs> We're gonna. Well, Mary, you were the you were Phil Donahue in one of our meetings. Like you were just walking around with the mic. I just like doing the Phil Hartman impersonation of Phil Phil Donahue. Donahue. (laughs) Okay, my impersonation. (laughs) This week we're gonna talk about our favorite uh, movies based in San Francisco or the Bay Area. Yes. um, So again, the Bay Area doesn't have to be limited to San Francisco. There's plenty of movies. Well, then I could have added more. That you still can. All right. (laughs) No, I don't know if I'll come up with them, but sure. All right. So let's just go through your list. Since you were born and bred in the San Francisco Bay Bay Area, you should have, uh, you know. Number one. Yeah. Do you want to guess what it is? Number one. Um, Old or new? Or older older or newish? Older. Okay. Before Um, I was born. Before you were born. Okay. Oh, wait. Maybe not. Actually, I don't know the year it was made. Maybe about the time I was born. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, 70s. <laughs> <This is the laughs> 70s. We're going to say it's okay. 70s. Am I, I'm pretty sure it's in the 70s. Interesting. Okay, so 70s. Is it San Francisco or the Bay Area? It's both, actually. It was okay. filmed in San Francisco. Certain mm-hmm. scenes are in San Francisco, and certain scenes were actually even filmed in Fremont, which is my hometown. Really? So it's Dumbarton on... Bridge. Okay, so it's on Bullet? The old Dumbarton Bridge. No, I don't even know what Bullet is. Oh, that's What's the Bullet? Steve McQueen oh, movie with her. <laughs> You're gonna make Brian feel bad, and and the other Brian too. Um, okay. Sorry. No, I don't know. This is a good one. Harold and Maude. Oh, that was that's right. It was San Francisco. That's a great pick. I love that movie. It's really good because it actually feels like it takes me back in yeah. time to how things did look then. Mm-hmm. Like you see the old Dumbarton Bridge. Yes. Um, and it goes yeah. It's funny because I always it feels like almost like a British movie for some reason. I don't I know, know why. Right? Yeah. It was filmed here. It was yeah. filmed at Lake Elizabeth. I think there's a scene mm-hmm. with them at Lake Elizabeth. There's just all these. It's it's filmed throughout the Bay Area. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And it's such a cult classic and, and a great movie. And, it's a really great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And it's so dark, but like. It's so disturbing, yeah. and, but so good. I think, yeah. I'd have to watch it this, I'm this almost, year with my kids. Yeah. And I'm almost shocked. I could see that one coming back to the regular theater. You know, like we. I think it would, yeah. yeah. I think it has. It's been on TCM. Okay. Like, there was a night it was on. It was airing on TCM. The it's, month I had TCM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the type of movie that, since Hollywood's run out of ideas, that they're probably going to remake, oh, you no, would think. I hope they don't. It. But, um, yeah, because who would you get? Yeah, who would you get to play? What, Helen Betty Mirren? Davis. To play? No way. <laughs> to Helen Mirren uh, is Maude? too hot. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I'm trying to think of it. She's in your age bracket. I know. She's, she's in your age bracket. My type. She's so, so attractive. I know. <laughs> it's a line from 30 Rock. Have you seen her in a bikini? How? I mean, what is she, a wizard? <laughs> yeah, I know. She looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, does. so Harold and Maude, nobody's picked that. Great pick. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, um, you kind of forget it's in San Francisco. So. Yeah. Okay, so then I also, of course, have the Hitchcock movies, mm -hmm. North by Northwest, that starts out in San Francisco. Okay. Yeah. Starts in San Francisco. Yeah, because it ends up at the um, Mount Rushmore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It ends there. That's like such a goofball scene. They really did film there. Mm -hmm. um, the Birds. Absolutely. The Dig and Bay. Vertigo. Yeah. Vertigo, I think, is like the classic yeah. Hitchcock San Francisco film. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, yeah. You recognize it yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. And Hitchcock definitely enjoyed the Bay Area um, yeah. filming here because he also filmed Shadow of the Doubt, which was in Santa Rosa. Yeah. So. And I haven't seen that yet. I need to put that on my list to watch. Yeah. I've not watched it yet. But... It's one of his black and white ones, so. Yeah, right. It's definitely a, a tense thriller, so it's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Well, I, I think I need to watch Vertigo again with my children. Vertigo's kind of slow. It's it is great, slow, but it's yeah. slower than like North by Northwest or yeah. The Birds. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Okay, I only have a few more. Okay. Um, the Graduate. That was in San Francisco. San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's actually in San Francisco when mm -hmm. he drives in L.A. Yeah. But I think it was filmed, and then he drives. It's part of it's in Berkeley. You nice. Berkeley. Yeah. The Bay Area. Um, so the <laughs> the other one I have is the original. I don't know about the remake, which okay. was a horrible remake, but the original is a great movie, and it's in the Bay Area. Is the Heartbreak Kid? Yes, you you're right. Yes, with Charles Grodin. Yeah, of course. And uh, Elaine May. Yeah. Yes. Great movie. The remake is it was really stupid. Which one's um, Elaine May? Is she? Did she play the annoying one or the the? Uh... Oh, so the one he falls for is Sybil Shepherd. Yes, okay, so, so Lynn May is in it. The, yeah, and I think that was one of Sybil Shepherd's first movies. So it's after... Was she in Midnight Cowboy? No, not Midnight Cowboy. What was the other one? Last Picture Show? She's in Last Picture yes. Show, but okay. I think it's before Last Picture Show, I think, maybe, right? I want to say it's after, but... Maybe, I don't know. I think it was like 72, but I know Charles Grodin's in it. I love it. Charles Grodin, yeah. So you didn't like the remake with Ben Stiller? It's just too goofy? Or ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston? I don't know, because I had such no, a love it was, of... Um, Jennifer Aniston is in it. It's no. who he falls for. It's not? No. Yes, it is. You're thinking of Along Came Polly. Oh, okay. So what is it? Ben Stiller with who then? He's with Malin Ackerman. See That's how this, But all of these all blend together. They do. You know? And I like, I really do like Ben Stiller, but I don't know. The Heartbreak Kid, I've just watched it a million times as a child, so. So he marries Malin Ackerman, the blonde. Okay. And then he falls for Michelle Monaghan. I don't even know who it's, that is. I think she was dating but I have, Tom Brady. I actually watched it. I went out of my way to watch it because I loved the original so much. The original's dark. Like, it's it's darker, I think, than... Um, yeah, because than, you know how in the end he actually then is looking at someone else? Yes. He's, like, with Sybil Shepherd, but then his eye... He, like, you see, like, his eyes glaze over at some other female walking by. So it was pretty... Yeah, it was awesome. I think it's Jen, Jenny Berlin. Is that play the, the one he marries? The annoying one? Yeah, she's like Italian. Is she? She's Jewish. I think she's Jewish. Yeah, I think they have like she, a Jewish wedding. She plays the Jewish princess. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Moving right along. Okay. My <laughs> last one. It's not. 
Um, so I married an ex-murderer. That's true. That's funny. another great one. You picked Which all probably ones. probably nobody yeah. has would pick or ever pick as a movie, but I just love that movie. And, and it's and one of the few roles where Mike Myers doesn't actually dress he's, up. He's playing well, himself. Well, he's the yeah. straight man. Yeah. In it. Yeah. I um, mean, kind of. He's still kind of goofy, but it's just a... Who's the female lead's name? She was kind of popular in that era, like in the early 90s. Oh, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. Early 90s, late 80s. But she, I, was she the, I can see her smile right now. She was in, um, was she in Three Men and a Baby? Was she the, the, the no idea. was she married? I didn't do research on the actress and so I know the next murder. Nancy Travis. No idea who that is. That's his love interest. Three Men and a Baby. Wow. Along with Three Men and a Little Lady. <laughs> was she the love interest in that? So she kid? is Ted Danson's. She gets pregnant with Ted Danson's baby. Oh, got it. Leaves okay. the baby on the doorstep, and you oh. basically don't see her till the end of the movie. Got it. Got it. Got it. So yes. Hilarious. Steve Gutenberg left the Police Academy series to go do that. To do. Yes. <laughs> but what's funny about some? So if you go back and watch So I Married an Axe Murder, you mm -hmm. see the um, formation, but would become like Fat Bastard and some of the Austin yeah, Powers yeah, yeah, characters for sure, for with sure. the parents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is a good scene. So. I just thought of another movie. Yeah. Pacific Heights. Yes. You know I think Nancy one? Travis Someone is in that too. That. No, no, nobody's talking about that. Isn't that um, Michael Keaton? I believe so. Isn't it Michael Keaton and Michelle, I want to say Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes. Or am I crazy? Um, I think it's Mike Keaton. Yeah, he's like stalking them, right? Yeah. Well, he's taken over there. He's taken, he's like basically... Um, in their house. He won't leave their house. He's right. basically, what do you call that? Um, tenant? I don't know. No, well, he was their tenant, but then he just, he doesn't pay and he just takes oh, over. Oh, a squatter? A squatter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry, he becomes a squatter. Okay, so it's um, <laughs> Michael Keaton, Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith, not Michelle Pfeiffer? No. No, okay, Melanie Griffith, yeah. Matthew Modine. Matthew Modine, yeah, see, that's a great movie. And it's very, it's very San Francisco. I mean, oh, if you want to look at San Francisco yeah. before the tech buzz. And to bring it back to Hitchcock, yeah. Melanie Griffith's mom, Tippi Hendren's oh, in the movie. Oh, is in it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Along with Laurie Metcalf. Oh, Laurie Metcalf's in it? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that So you have to go all. back and watch it. I would have to go back and watch it, because I love Laurie Metcalf. 1990. No, this is good. No, I remember that. It's a good movie. Yeah, really it is movie. a good movie. So, all right. Thank you so That's much. That's my list. You're no, welcome. I like it. All right, we're back with Samantha. Welcome back. Thank you. So we're going to do a trilogy of cities for the next few weeks, and we're going to start with San Francisco. And you've done all your research and gone down the rabbit hole. Don't, don't hype it up. Okay. <laughs> I have. I have to build you up. So that's a, but you never let us down, so that's good. Okay. So, um, so how, how many did you pick? I picked a handful. Okay. I think there's a, a couple that um, are like kind of movies I really liked yeah. at one point, and then there are a couple that... Um, I think are just really awesome, like set in San Francisco mm -hmm. movies. Um, so yeah, I have four okay. on my list. Did you do specifically just San Francisco, or did you go Bay Area? I went just San Francisco. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. But one of them, or two of them, have further Bay Area reach. Okay. I thought when it goes into the whole Bay Area, it might be. I didn't even think about doing that. Okay. I followed the direction. <laughs> Thank you. But even I'm going to cheat because I, I picked The Lost Boys because so, it's oh. in Santa Cruz. So. But yes, I, I, okay. I had some carpal. So, yeah. <laughs> That's 
So I think the first one I'll just talk about is because I recently rewatched this movie okay. and I had a total epiphany. Uh-huh. Um, so it is the Zodiac movie yes. from 2007. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I, I, I'm kind of a, like serial killer and like murder mystery. Oh, I love freak. that too. I'm so right with you. Like, so yeah, I love this kind of stuff. But yeah, so I recently rewatched this and um, it it was fun to realize, like, I hadn't seen this movie probably since it came out. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's so many great spots yeah. where it's based. And then you have the um, the San Francisco Chronicle building mm-hmm. and, like, some shots downtown. But then what really got to me mm-hmm. was there is a scene um, when the... It kind of falls in the middle of the movie, but, and this is real life too. Mm -hmm. So this is where um, the last confirmed murder Mm -hmm. of the Zodiac Killer took place. So over the series of years, like there are lots of like murders that they think he did. And, but the last confirmed murder was based in in San Francisco. Yeah. So they drove through, he drove through in a taxi mm-hmm. and then parked near the Presidio on the corner of Washington and Cherry Streets, uh-huh. which is, this is where it really happened okay. in real life. And they filmed on that corner wow. in the movie. No way. And I live near it. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. so, so now are you always looking over your shoulder when you're going home? Like, okay, no. this is where. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is so fun. Which is interesting. They actually filmed there because it's so hard to actually film in day because they, it it takes up so much time mm-hmm. and energy and people get pissed off that they're going to be you yeah. know, stuck in traffic because of this. But that's cool that they did that. Yeah, it's just in a really quiet residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, I looked it up on one of those like movie locations yeah. blogs. And it says the nighttime scenes were shot with CGI, but the daytime oh. was filmed on the same corner. Okay. And yeah, so I've like walked by it. Yeah, every day. <laughs> That's what the Zodiac, Zodiac was. So when, what year was the final? Supposedly the final murder. Um. Oh gosh. Do you remember? Yeah. It was in the like seventy-two okay. mm-hmm. or something. Let's see. I need to go back and watch it. Like you, I saw it right when it came out. I haven't seen it since, but it was really well done. Um. The last. Okay, the Zodiac's last definite murder occurred the night of October 11th, 1969. Okay. The victim was a cab driver. Um, It was in the Presidio Heights neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, all looks. Like, looks. The the, the houses are all really old, so it hasn't really changed. Yeah, too much. That's the thing about the city. Like, the the houses haven't really changed. Yeah, so fun movie trivia fact. That's a great one. And it's, like, fun because I'm, like, creepily into serial killer stuff. Like, I will I'm so uh, close. when this interview's over, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk, tell you about a book that I just <laughs> okay. finished reading. So Okay, so next well, yeah, that was like a recent thing. Yeah. Like that movie's not really like a favorite movie of mine, but it's a good San Francisco. It's a good movie. movie. Yeah. Um it's too long in my opinion. Yeah. But it is long. Yeah, so fun fact. Um another one that I thought did um a really good I I'll talk about him later in the New York one, but okay. I found that Woody Allen yeah. he does a great job of filming in cities. Yeah. Like, it's a great like natural feeling. Mm-hmm. And I really like uh, Blue Jasmine. Yeah. A movie from twenty thirteen uh-huh. and how it really looks like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And he filmed 
like everything Here. in the city. Mm -hmm. And I remember when the movie was the filming production started, I was reading like articles about like, oh, come, you could be like um, an extra, an extra uh -huh. and all that. So I kind of kept tabs on that movie and I watched it right when it came out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really awesome. There's scenes like right in like the outer sunset mm -hmm. and in Ocean Beach. And there's some stuff like in the mission and some really obvious shots in Chinatown yeah. that are cool. Um, so that's Michelle Williams, right? Is that, uh, it's no, Kate Blanchett. Uh, Blanchett. Yeah, yeah, she like gets divorced from um, okay. Alec Baldwin, okay. and she kind of has a mental breakdown. All right. And it's what am I thinking about? With is there a blue movie with Michelle Williams, or am I just completely off base here? But there seems like a depressing movie that Michelle Williams was in. Blue Valentine. Blue Valentine. Yeah. There you go. I knew I was <laughs> going depressing crazy. Depressing yes. romance movie. Yes. Something about blue. Yeah. But Blue Jasmine. That that's one specific. Yeah. Yeah. So I I really like that movie. I think Kate Blanchett did an awesome job. She's a great actress. Really and um, she's kind of a horrible person, but it's kind of darkly <laughs> funny at the same time. And just where it is in San Francisco, it, she's they're from um, New York, but then I think she comes to visit her sister mm. or something like that, who's much more free spirited, like San Francisco uh -huh. type person. And she's this kind of like uptight New Yorker looking oh, lady, really? and like. It, I thought it was just clever. It mm -hmm. was cute. It's like San Francisco's not really like a hippie place right. anymore, but sure. Stereotypes. So you, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> so you picked one that nobody's picked yet, so good job. Oh, cool. But yeah, totally fun to watch, especially if you live in the area or yeah. like a local. Like, it's awesome to find the specific locations. And one of those like Woody Allen blogs like did a full like scene by scene. Really? Um, note of where every scene was filmed that's awesome so you can find like where there there's like a bar that actually wasn't named but mm -hmm. they filmed it in a bar in san francisco like okay. that could have been done on a set but yeah. it was actually filmed nice um there mm -hmm. so yeah great movie good pick awesome <laughs> Glad no one else picked that that's right um, Only one other person picked Zodiac. So that oh, was good. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's my favorite movie ever. Zodiac, I love it. And um, okay, well, I bet other people have chosen my next one. Okay, Vertigo. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was a good common one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think of the older movies. That's one of the first ones that came to mind. Mm -hmm. I like thought about there's all those like Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah, Dirty Harry, really which I love think. all those. Yeah, I <laughs> I do. Brian, the other Brian and I both okay. have a, a, a passion, not a passion, but we both have a um, we like that movie you guys a lot. Have so, yeah. a chat yes. about Dirty Harry. I do. I, I like cop movies. Oh. So, yes, and I like badass cop movies. So, yeah, yeah, I'll watch them. Yeah. But it's not like I've never rewatched them. No, not no. That and, resonates uh, with me. and all of them are based in San Francisco too. So yeah. all five of them. So. Yeah. But going back to your actual... Driving down the hills. That's right. <laughs> going back to your actual pick. Yeah, Vertigo. So, yeah. So, well, this one is was kind of filmed all over the Bay Area. Yeah. But I think some of the prettiest scenes were in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Like, you had the bridge scene by the Golden Gate yeah. where Kim Novak falls in the water. That's right. And the, I think she they go to the mission. Yeah. Um, the actual, like, mission, mission. Mm -hmm. In the mission. In the mission, yeah. <laughs> To go visit her, the grave of the woman's like great great grandmother. That's right. It's a, it's one of those movies you have to watch a few times to really get yeah. it. So, yeah, I mentioned it in this podcast before, but I took a 
seminar when I was in college mm -hmm. about Hitchcock yeah. movies, and this is one we did, and I wrote my thesis on it. Yeah. So, um... So go back and listen to the Hitchcock episode. <laughs> Samantha's very well informed in that one. So, so yeah, I really like this movie because of all the... Um, there's a lot of a lot of symbolism in it, mm -hmm. and one of the most pivotal moments is when she goes to the Legion of Honor, yeah. and then she sees the portrait of this woman, mm -hmm. um, and then there's like this necklace involved in it. And I mean, I bet most people who've listened to this have seen the movie. Yeah, but yeah. It's like but if you haven't, big twist yeah. where it's like, oh, she, they go to the mission in San Juan, yeah. and then she dies. You think, yeah. and then. But actually, there was someone pretending to be her, and it was all a murder plot. It's a Hitchcock um, ending. I mean, we're, yeah. We're, yeah. There's always a twist. But I think it's a fun movie because yeah. all of the really pivotal moments happen at these fun landmarks. Yeah. Like, they're all really memorable. Like, you have the kind of museum shots where, um, oh my god, mm -hmm. what's his name? The actor. Oh, Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you have the moments with him. Oh, it's falling. Yeah. Okay. You have the moments with him at, yeah, kind of following her at the museum and mm -hmm. kind of following her on San Francisco. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you go to his house in, I think it's in, like, over by Lombard Street. It's okay. over by the Windy Road. Mm -hmm. And that house is still there. And, um yeah, just really cool movie. Yeah. Lots of symbolism. I think locations play a really like important role in it. Mm -hmm. And and considering how much Hitchcock hated filming on location, he, he yeah. actually really did like the barrier. Yeah, yeah, he did. I think a lot, like the birds was filmed in the Bay Area yeah. too. Mm -hmm. um, it started out in San Francisco. Yeah, okay. And then... Bodega Bay. And yeah. Ended up going over there, and um, yeah, but I just really like I like Vertigo because of the kind of weird, like creepy murder plot and yeah. the doppelganger. Or is she possessed? No, right. it's actually just a really straightforward murder plot. But poor Jimmy Stewart right. is like kind of <laughs> dealing with this, <laughs> dealing with his issues. Yes, exactly. So yeah, fun movie. Worth mm -hmm. like definitely you have to rewatch it a few times. Yeah, it's fun to. And it's, and it's it's fairly long too, so it's yeah. it's one that you can really catch some things. Yeah. Yeah, and then I know every year the um, mission in San Juan they do like a showing oh, do of they? the movie. Oh, yeah, cool. you can go and watch it. Mm -hmm. Like they project it and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So there's Vertigo. Okay. I think I. Were you tempted at all to do <laughs> Shadow of a Doubt? No. That's Santa Rosa. So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that I like. I really love that movie, yeah. but. I don't think the location is very, like, it didn't Bay, really yeah. stand out to me. It's just no. kind of suburbia. Yeah. Like, houses. But they still, I mean, that, that Santa Rosa is still, they kind of tout that they're best yeah. known for that, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, there's so many in San Francisco, though. And then, like, there's the Mrs. Doubtfire house. Yep. I bet other people have brought they that have. up. Even um, me? Yeah. So. <laughs> That recently sold again. Yeah. And there were pictures of the interior online. Mm -hmm. Horrifically decorated. Really? <laughs> so weird. Like, whoever owned the home like, had a very eclectic taste in artwork uh -huh. and decor. Um, and probably still stole, sold for multi-million. Oh, it was yeah. very, very, very expensive. Yeah. Welcome to the Bay Area. Yes. 
So, yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. And then another one I'll just throw in there. One uh -huh. of my tween favorite movies is The Princess Diaries. Nobody which, picked that. So oh, good job. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, The Princess Diaries. I'll spend a couple minutes awesome. on that. Um, Anne Hathaway is the lead. Mm -hmm. She lives in a firehouse in San Francisco. Okay. And it's a real, like... Outside is a real firehouse, mm -hmm. and she goes to private school. I'm actually not sure where the private school was, but yeah, there's a lot of fun scenes of them, like her learning how to drive this car, like okay. up and down, like the steep hills, and her um, high school. It is a real high school, and I've looked this up before, mm -hmm. but I didn't have a chance before <laughs> this. But it's a really cool. I remember that there's a fun scene where they're playing basketball, mm -hmm. and then it's right on. Uh, it has a really awesome view of the whole city, wherever they filmed this. And is Julie Andrews in this? Yeah. Okay. Yes. She plays the I grandmother. See it. I have to see it. She's the queen of Genovia, uh -huh. a fake <laughs> Genovia. country. <laughs> is that like a Borat and you made up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be kind of like Switzerland or uh, Monaco or something. Um, Genovia. Yeah, Genovia. Genovia. And let's see. So the high school is in the marina. Okay. And where's the outside of the high school? Maybe that's not even in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. There are exterior shots of San Francisco, okay. though. A lot of it was shot in, let's see, Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they go to Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, yeah not all movies that show Fisherman's Wharf for whatever reason. That's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. So, fun one, Princess Diaries, maybe more so based in San Francisco than filmed there, but there okay. are some shots, and there, yeah, there's a great moment where her poor little old car breaks <laughs> down, or she, like, gets in an accident with a cable car, mm -hmm. and then Julie Andrews is in the car, and the queen can't get in the car accident. <laughs> 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 All right, do, do you have any more? Or the, those are the, the four main Those ones. are my main ones. Okay. It's just a mishmash. <laughs> That's awesome. You, I think uh, th basically most of them weren't really picked, so Ooh. good job. Okay. All right. Thanks, Samantha. <laughs> All right, we're back, and Malin is back. So welcome back to the podcast, Malin. Thanks, Brian. All right, this week we're going to do a series of interviews about uh, our favorite movies based in certain cities, and we're going to kick it off with San Francisco, or the San Francisco Bay Area this week, and uh, of course you were born and bred in the Bay Area, so this should be an interesting and fun uh, topic, I think, for many, for many people. Yeah, so actually I'm not originally from the Bay Area, but we, I do live here, and so I'm, where were you, I'm sitting where, at home right well, huh? well, Fresno, right? Yeah, that's not the Bay Area. Oh, I just consider it everything the Bay Area. <laughs> Good point. Okay. Really? No, you know, there might be some, like, misguided hopefuls in Fresno who consider their lives to be part of the Bay Area. But when I was living there, <laughs> it was not. It was about as opposite to the Bay Area as you could get. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've lived in the Bay Area, though, for, like, 12 years, so. I just consider a you a deal. Bay Area person there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've become acculturated. Um, so when you, when you said we were going to do cities, I, I immediately started thinking in my head about, um, what movies I love that are, uh, based in cities or represent cities really well. And I did something stupid. I immediately started thinking about Los Angeles because I assumed it was going to be on your list and you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you went the NorCal approach rather than the SoCal approach. That's which, right. 
um, I wasn't expecting. So what do you got against L.A.? I mean, I, there's plenty to have against it. <laughs> well, <laughs> growing up in the Bay Area, you're supposed to hate L.A., but actually that wasn't the factor. The factor, I think L.A. was almost too obvious. We will definitely do Los Angeles and Hollywood and everything, but it just seemed too too obvious. So I thought we would pick the cities that are still very big, but not Hollywood, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Okay. So well, I was thinking about the films for my San Francisco list once I finally looked back at your um, message. And okay. I was like, ah, man, all that research I've done is for naught. <laughs> no, um, no, we'll use it eventually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I, I realized with San Francisco, it is such an amazing uh, architectural um, and environmental and social geography, but a lot of movies really only seem to use it as like uh, an establishing shot, but they don't do a terribly great job of doing a movie where San Francisco plays a character. I think too often it's just an ornament on top of a movie. Kind of Miss Doubtfire, I think, is an example of that. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Where you just you see some San Francisco exteriors, um, but it doesn't really matter too much beyond that. Sure. Um, I think Alfred Hitchcock holds the high bar for filming in San Francisco and making San Francisco important um, as either subject or character within the story. Um, and Vertigo uh, is a really clear example of that. Yeah, right? absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because you have all of these characters, but then you have this story that plays out through the spaces in San Francisco. And if you know San Francisco, um, it's a really fun film to just kind of uh, look at both as a time capsule, but also the settings um, that are chosen for each of the different scenes kind of say something a little bit more about what's going on in the scene than what the dialogue captures. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just fantastic. And it was really Hitchcock, at least in my mind, who created a lot of um, iconic cinematic images for San Francisco that really haven't been matched elsewhere. Um, I think, I, I guess, either other story taking, uh, story making ventures or uh, filmmakers just really haven't. Um, I don't know. Either been interested in doing it the same way, or uh, uh, maybe not not the same way. That's a bad way to say it. Mm -hmm. Or like using the setting in the, with the same depth an interest as Hitchcock. Um, and also I anyway. think, I think it's really difficult just with getting the permits and probably the finances of it to film in San Francisco and San Francisco is so small, you know, uh, geographically that, you know, they don't want to shut down a major, you know, part of the city um, and screw up traffic for the regular people. And, and that might come into play as well. But, and also it's interesting because Hitchcock was notorious for hating filming on location anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> but he exactly. did like the barrier. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe times have changed. Yeah. Maybe things were a little bit more lenient then and a little bit more strict. Although I know that Woody Allen has recently filmed in the Bay Area and films do go into production here. It's just, I guess my, I just don't notice them as much because of, as I say, they usually use San Francisco in kind of an ornamental sure. fashion that probably they just send out like a second unit to do some scenic uh, shots stock and, footage yeah. and then they just use whatever. So yeah. it just doesn't end up meaning too much. Right. right. Um, but there are some exceptions uh, that I noted. Vertigo being um, 
the most significant in my mind. Uh, Milk yes. um, was also a good one. It's not really on my favorites, but it does a really good job of creating this kind of time capsule on location um, sense of parts of the city anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my favorites, though, is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The, the um, remake? The one with Donald Sutherland. So yes. They use a lot of um, like the Civic Center um, and different parts of the city. Um, I think really effectively. It's just an overall super creepy movie. And most films that do make, that do use the imagery of San Francisco, um, Hitchcock excluded, um, they do usually imagine it as a, a foreboding or um, creepy place. Yeah. Um, usually it's kind of, I don't know, it seems to be usually kind of just a happy kind of fairy taleish kind of place with all these like hills and with the, houses. Ex- with the exception um, of the movie, the thrower Pacific Heights, um, which I think Lindley picked. So that was, that's kind of a fun thrower where they kind of use the, oh. the quirkiness of San Francisco to their benefit. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't even heard of that one. Although now that I, now that I just said that I'm starting to realize there are a few films that do go creepy on San Francisco, including Interview with the Vampire. Oh, that's, and that's true. Only like two shots. Yeah. But, but they do, yeah, they do use it as a creepy background. So yeah, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Good one. Um, decidedly uncreepy Star Trek Four, the best Star oh, Trek movie true. ever. Great point. Yeah. So buses and whales <laughs> <laughs> and the park, which I don't think, I don't know where they filmed the park. Um, well, I know they went to, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of a, that's kind of a San Francisco Bay area movie. Yeah. Cause they filmed um, in Monterey too. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know if they, I, I don't know if they tried to say that that was like a San Francisco based aquarium in the film, because it's clearly like a, fictional version of the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Correct. Yeah. Um, don't you wish though, that they had, uh, a pool with a huge whale at the Monterey Bay Aquarium? Oh, that would have been that so would be, awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing for us. It would be a horrific, torturous nightmare for the whale. I'm sure. Yeah. But you know, as a kid watching that movie, I was just like, that's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and you know, and even growing up, Star Trek four is still, basically the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's by far my favorite of, of the of that trilogy because it's kind of the end of the of that trilogy they started with with uh Khan. Yeah, and it's kind of the redemption to that, right? Because they've they're not even flying around in the enterprise. They're basically stranded on Earth in what is it, a Klingon vessel? Right. Um yeah, so it's kind of an interesting um removal from what you would expect from Star Trek because you don't have some of the more iconic set pieces is playing a central role in that. Right. Instead, San Francisco kind of takes a more major role, which is cool. Yeah, no, definitely a great pick and definitely on my list. Oh, on your uh, cool. So uh, did you also have Harold and Maude on your list? No, but uh, I, I didn't even realize it was San Francisco, and I should have. Lindley picked it. And because uh, it always seemed, even though it isn't, like kind of a British film to me. But it isn't. I mean, it's filmed in, oh. in the Bay Area, so... Um, it just, it didn't, huh. it didn't dawn on me, but now I'm looking back. It is a great pick for, for a Bay Area film. Yeah. And it's got some, um, yeah, it's got some really interesting views. I was just, um, looking at a list of the filming locations for Harold and Maude and it's really kind of all over the Bay Area mm-hmm. from Santa Cruz, Redwood City, Colma, um, and San Francisco city itself. The scene that I usually remember the most, even though I haven't seen this movie in a really long time 
is uh, the Sutro Baths, I think, down at the coastline. Okay. There are a couple of key interesting scenes. Um, yeah, but Harold and Maude, that's, uh, that's just such a fantastic movie. And as a cult classic, I think I kind of am just, even though I'm not originally a Bay Area native, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of proud that San Francisco has that, you know, on its CV of films. Oh, I agree because it's, um, it, it is a great film and I'm glad they really haven't remade it because I could see them remaking it now. Cause of, you know, as you know, Hollywood's officially out of ideas oh. at this point. So. Oh yeah. Heaven for heaven forbid. I mean, you can't, not only do I think it'd be impossible to, um, remake that film yeah. because they did such a job of like rolling out that narrative. Um, but Ruth, Gordon, how how could you ever top Ruth Gordon's? I wouldn't even want to see someone top Ruth Gordon's right. performance. No, I agree. You know, even if someone could, yeah, I wouldn't want to know about it. And and Bud Court is perfect. Like he is the perfect Harold. Yeah. And, yeah. and the soundtrack, you're you're not going to find a better singer songwriter than Cat Stevens for that movie. So. Oh God, can you imagine an updated soundtrack oh, for that movie? Forget it. Something with. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think about it. Yeah. It's best we never speak of it again. Absolutely. <laughs> but, a, but a great pick for, for San Francisco. Yeah. Of somehow indirectly giving someone in Hollywood the, the horrible idea of doing it. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's a great pick. Fall on your head. I know. I'm sorry. I'll edit it out. Okay. <laughs> Good. Just to be safe. Please do. Okay. So I got a couple more San Francisco ones. Okay. All About Eve. Mm. So All About Eve is... Um, it's not entirely based in San Francisco. However, okay. the the, the storyline starts kind of obliquely in San Francisco because I think the main character is playing uh, uh, on stage in San Francisco and then the show or the character moves to Broadway. But the Broadway theater is actually the Kieran Theater in San Francisco. Oh, okay. um, so the film, yeah, it's kind of obliquely based... Uh, or, or has parts of the storyline based in San Francisco, but much of what is photographed as being Broadway is actually San Francisco. So that makes it really interesting to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and so I'll cheat a little bit and call that a San Francisco film. Fair enough. Uh, or, uh, filmed in San Francisco, even, about, even though most of it is about New York. Sure. It still makes, I think, an interesting um, credit list for the city of San Francisco and all about Eve is just about the best movie ever as well. It's one of the best. And, and if you want to cheat, you can also call it a half pick and also use it for New York if you want. So, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll talk more about that later. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a good idea. So, um, and, and I wanted to make sure I was just, I wanted to make sure that one of Betty Davis's movies made it onto the podcast episode this week, because there's actually another film that Betty Davis filmed in the Bay Area, a mm-hmm. horror film. Okay. Do you know about it? I don't think so. Okay, well, there may be more, but there's at least one I know of called Burnt Offerings. Oh, and it's, okay. Um this haunted house film that was shot at a at a mansion in the East Bay. I forget the name of the mansion. Okay. It's still there. It's open to the public. It's a public space and garden. Um but All About Eve is a much better entry, so sure. I'm glad that Davis gets a shout-out here. So this is definitely one of her later ones. It was uh, made in 1976. So. Oh, yeah, and it feels it feels the date in the film. It's not... Yeah. Yeah. And Oliver Reed's in it, so there you go. Yeah, and Oliver Reed is kind of a... Uh, he's... Interestingly, he's my mother's favorite actor, but for me, I have a really hard time 
with him because he just looks like a Sasquatch yeah, um, in so many of his films. I'm just hard, hard to see him as anything else. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, anyway, as a, as a counterpoint to All About Eve, there is a movie with a similar title that is filmed in San Francisco, but instead of being about New York, it is about San Francisco. And I know I've told you about this one before. Um, All About Evil oh. is a like a... A B grade? Can I say C grade? Is there such a thing as C grade? <laughs> oh, absolutely. A C, a, it's a C grade thriller by a local drag queen and filmmaker with a bunch of uh, a bunch of really well known kind of cult um, performers. Um, Mink Stoll is in it. Cassandra Peterson, who is better known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is in it. And, def- um, and definitely check out our uh, celebrity and in- celebrity encounters. If you want to hear Malin's story about being on the set with uh, Elvira. Yeah, that was fun. So, I, I, yeah, like I mentioned, I, I'd worked as an extra on that film. But beyond that, it's got some really great uh, pokes at the movie industry, movie nostalgia. Um, just as a, a local low-budget thriller filmed in San Francisco, it's really cool. Um, and it's got some really gruesome death scenes, some tasty, gruesome death scenes. <laughs> It's pretty cool. And Natasha Leone's in it. Yeah, Natasha Leone. That, that was the name I was trying to remember. She was in it, too. Yeah. She's the, the actress who I terrified in New York. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. It's a great episode. <laughs> okay, so, um, okay, so that's my list of San Francisco. But I also wanted to do a shout-out for Pixar Studios in general, who do a really good job of sneaking in East Bay references. That's and true. Technically, I'm in the East Bay, and my favorite uh, – East Bay reference in a Pixar film is by far the Fenton's creamery um, that gets a gets a single shot in the film Up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Fenton's is great. It's in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, tasty, tasty ice cream and diner food. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, yes. And if you didn't know, Pixar Studios is in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, yeah, that, that makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, Emeryville in the East Bay. It's yep. just right over from the city that's right all right well as always thank you so much Malin. cool thanks ryan all right if you enjoy this podcast and are an itunes user please do the show a favor and head on over to the official itunes page for damn good movie memories be sure to leave a rating and a review this will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. 